Hello, this is Mark, and thank you for joining me today on Words of Truth. Today, I want to address a topic that far too many people are struggling with today, and that is the issue of mental illness of one sort or another. And you know, I'm not going to tell you just to get over it, because maybe somebody has told you that, and that's just a simplified and ignorant way that people who don't understand mental illness want to deal with it. But you know, mental illness is a real problem for people. Maybe it is for you. And as Christians, we need a word from the Lord on this issue. You know, in 2 Corinthians in chapter 12, we're told how the Apostle Paul struggled with a thorn in the flesh. And remember that he asked God three times to remove it. But the answer he got from God was always, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, God didn't choose to remove the thorn. Whatever it was, we don't know for sure. But instead, God wanted Paul to deal with it in God's grace. The great preacher Charles Spurgeon struggled with terrible depression throughout his life. And he once said that, quote, The mind can descend far lower than the body, for in it there are bottomless pits, The flesh can bear only a certain number of wounds and no more, but the soul can bleed in 10,000 ways and die over and over again each hour, unquote. You know, mental health isn't a new phenomenon. Many great people through the ages have suffered with it. But you know, the same biblical truths that have encouraged Christians for centuries are the same truths that can encourage those who are struggling with mental health issues today. And even though you might continue struggling with this bottomless pit of the mind, let me give you four things that I hope will encourage you today. Number one, remember that you are not alone in the struggle. Oh, you might feel alone. And your mind and the enemy, the devil, might tell you that you're alone, but you aren't. And you need to cling to that truth. You see, God's people have suffered mentally and emotionally and physically since the fall of Adam and Eve. We find prophets in the Old Testament who struggled with times of depression. Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet because of the difficulties he encountered. He struggled with loneliness and insecurity and feelings of defeat. Jonah struggled with depression as a result of his own spiritual problem, that of resentment and a lack of forgiveness, ill will, and jealousy. And remember Job? He went through a bout of depression, having trouble understanding why God was allowing all of his suffering. And the great prophet Elijah, well, he's probably the biggest example of a person who was depressed. He had a great victory over the prophets of Baal, remember? And then Jezebel threatened to kill him. And he ran away and told God that he just wanted to die. And there are other prophets who struggled with depression as well. You see, mental illness is probably more common than you think. The National Institute of Mental Health reports that one in five adults live with a mental illness. And that means that you're absolutely not the only one in your church dealing with issues of mental illness. 
And maybe, just maybe, if you dare to speak openly about your own struggles, you could help, help somebody else deal with theirs. Secondly, remember that your mental illness is not your fault. It's not. Now, all of us are suffering in some way or the other as a result of the fall of Adam and Eve. But I want you to know that your mental illness isn't some kind of a punishment. And although it's not your fault, it can be an opportunity for you to speak truth about Christ's love. Now, of course, sin can exacerbate mental illness or stir up depression or anxiety which is why it's so important to continue to draw near to Christ. Because when we repent and turn our focus on Christ, we allow his light to enter into our lives and seep in. James chapter 4 and verse 8 says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now that's a promise for both good and bad days. And then thirdly, realize that God sees you and he is with you. Did you know that we have a Savior who experiences emotions just like we do? And it's as you suffer the effects of your mental illness, you can remember that Christ is near to you. He weeps with you as he wept with Lazarus's family at his tomb. You see, he knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but he still wept. And in the same way, he knows what you're going through, and he knows how he's going to work in and through your life, and he's with you in the midst of it. And so I want to encourage you to stay steadfast because there is hope. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. You know, we're all broken in one way or the other, but Christ makes us whole. He can bring light into the dark corners of your heart and your mind, and he can pull you out of the pit, and he can even use you to teach others. And then fourth, let God's word speak to you. You know, the Bible isn't afraid to talk about mental and emotional anguish. Look at Job or at the Psalms of Lament, which composes the largest category of the Psalms, by the way. These are songs of people crying out to God in despair. Let me share just a few of them with me. Turn with you, rather. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted, Psalm 25, 16 says. Psalm 42, 5 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. Psalm 88, 3 says, For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to Sheol. Uh, but, you know, I want you also to, to notice that as you read through those psalms, that most psalms of lament end on a positive note, reminding us of God's faithfulness. We often forget everything God has already done for us and the promises he continues to fulfill. And that's why we need to stay close to the word of God so that we can be reminded often of these truths. Our thorns in the flesh may never, never leave our side, but we can always rejoice in the greatness and sovereignty of a mighty God. 
Our illnesses can also remind us that God's grace is sufficient, and I pray that God will make known his strength in your weaknesses today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.